Hey, Top Shelf Fantasies, Tom Penny, drink a little Allagash White. Hey, how's it going? I'm Craig. Today I'm drinking Angelica. Hey there, how's it going? This is uh, Scott, drinking a little single cut, What Jenny Said. How are we doing today, boys? Hey, we're doing good. It's good to be back. Good to be I'm back. Good, Get good. on a podcast again. Yeah. Everybody's doing good. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of news today. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Training camp opened. Training camps. The season has begun. Nah, uh, not in, really yet, but I don't. Know. Yeah. Well, no. If you're a fantasy <laughs> football player, you're following training camp. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and we, everything starts over at topshelffantasy.com. So we have articles that we're putting up. We have our rankings that are consistently being changed based on um, all the news that comes out of training camp. We are now on. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, YouTube, Podcoin, Pocket Cash, um, Spotify, and we actually have a podcast player on the website itself. Um, and you can follow us, follow us at Twitter at Top Shelf Fantasy FTNSY. Um, I think with that, let's let's jump right into the news. Yeah, give me the beat, boys. Like we said, all teams have reported for training camp. Um, you guys might joke, but this is this is some sort of a secondary Christmas for me. I know it's really early, but I love football. No, I mean this is this is <laughs> this is when football season begins. I mean, if you're not following the news and you don't know what's going on, and we'll start with the the most obvious one and the biggest one, um, you're not you're not involved. So Melvin Gordon still holding out. So two weeks ago we did our RB rankings. We said we weren't going to have another Le'Veon Bell situation. And right now we have <laughs> oh, oh. we have the beginning of a Le'Veon Bell situation. Th- thanks, Lev Bell. Appreciate it, dude. You know, I I, I understand it. Uh, it's still very early in training camp, but like the reports that we've been getting are um, that Not Gordon good. is ba- yeah, Gordon's basically stuck where he is. He wants to get paid. The Chargers are paid. They both said you know both sides have said yeah, we want each other. <laughs> But it's but like a prenup before a marriage. It's like it's just not working. He wants close to, you know, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, LaBelle, a 13 mil. They're offering him 11, I think. Just at $2 million. It's not going to do it. Oh, huh? you have, you've heard the contract number? Yeah. Oh, yep. I, I haven't. Uh, I didn't know that they were, so they were already on, talking numbers. I think it was numbers. on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know that um, it is mounting pessimism from Schefter that he will probably go into the regular season not paid and will probably miss NFL games. Which is huge. That's I mean, from a, if from a fantasy perspective, now you're talking about the number five RB coming off the board. Was falling. consensus number five. Now right. he's not. Right. So now he's going to drop. Now, so. how far do you go? Like, if you're in the mid-second round today, do you draft him? Do you take that chance? So, I mean, and, and this is this is where when when do you draft becomes extremely important because he can't right? fall down to the fourth round like or anything like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. not everyone's going to be like, oh, I'll pass on. I'm like, he's going to be taken, but when? I mean, I haven't heard too much, um, you know, heavy hitting. I'm going to hold out the entire season, uh, like we heard from Lev Bell. We heard from Lev Bell like a couple years before he actually even did it. Like you you saw that coming with Melvin Gordon is kind of quick. It's kind of fast. So whether you know he is holding out for game one, I don't think you're going to fall into a, a situation where it's week eight and everyone's holding him on their team, waiting like Lev Bell last year. Um, he might get traded. He might get paid. He might not. But I do see him playing at some point this year. I don't see it being Lev Bell where he holds out the whole year. Yeah, I mean, and that's a that's a good point about the like this just kind of came out of nowhere. So that's why. I think today, if I'm drafting today, I'm not letting Melvin Gordon go past the the second. Or I mean, I'm I'm still probably drafting him in the first round because you got what six weeks now to the beginning of the season to figure out a contract. He's a good enough player; he doesn't have to play in the preseason. Like, so that's right, not really right. going to be a huge thing. It's just is he active week one? And that's why I think where you draft is is very important. It's something that you have to you have to watch about. Um, but then we talk about the ancillary players of Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, um, Dietrich's Newman. Um, now these are players Newsome. who Newsome, Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Why hey. are we correcting each other hey. on a guy I've never heard about? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's a potential. So the only thing I'll mention about that is when Austin Eckler took over the starting role, 
uh, he didn't succeed the way that people thought he would. And that's why we know who Justin Jackson, uh, Justin Jackson is, is because Justin Jackson had to come in and platoon with Eckler. So if there's any sort of faulting by either one of those, you have potentially a third guy that jumps in the mix. So you're, we're now looking at, you know, Eckler who might've been going in the eighth, ninth round now, maybe going in the sixth, seventh. Oh yeah. I can see a big jump like that. Um, it, 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 if you're getting Gordon, you definitely want Eckler. Um, we joked about it in our running back rankings podcast. Can you actually roster three of them? I can tell you right now, if Gordon is falling to the second round, if I'm mid-second round, I'm drafting Gordon, I'm taking Eckler, and I'm taking Jackson. I will roster all three of them. That's insanity. I would do it. That I'd absolutely bad do it. Advice. I mean, it depends <laughs> what kind of league you're in. If it's a longer bench. I mean, if you're a five-bench league like we are, well, in you t- our league, uh, that's tough to do. You right. t- you take right. adva- I'm just saying you could take advantage of the fact that he fell so late because he's a huge. I mean, if, if you're drafting now, I would do it because you have six weeks. Hey, if he signs, all right, you can cut Justin. Yeah, Jackson, you can. So. Yeah, you can right. cut one of them. That's true. Right. So if we move on to the next piece of news is Michael Thomas, and the interesting thing here. So Michael Thomas wants twenty million dollars per year, right? So he'd be the highest paid first twenty million dollar a Ever. year yep. wide receiver, which is kind of hilarious considering we have running backs who are getting beaten up every play. You For know, thirteen not, not million, a, yeah, exactly. Um, and I love Michael Thomas, but this is not good news for him. Um, I don't. So my question is: Michael Thomas worth twenty million dollars a year? Like for me, that's a no. Uh, I think for New Orleans he is. I think for the fact that there's not any other major talents in the receiving core there. Someone who's been there a while, uh, a staple. Um, I think Drew, he has confidence in Drew Brees. Um, I mean, they have like their their thing going together. I, I also feel um, that I've I've heard that they have been working towards a deal. Um, there's a few reporters out there that have actually said that it, it wouldn't surprise them if he actually get, does get the $20 million. Um, I, I, I've heard that it, it shouldn't actually be too long. It did come up in the, um, uh, news recently, but it, this is something that they've been working on since mid June. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think something's going to get done. And I think just from a character perspective, like, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to go into week one, not playing like, no, so that's, I, that's I don't, also I don't not think happen. we're getting into that situation, but I just find it interesting that he wants $20 million and where I mean, we're talking about a, a monster hog. If he doesn't play, you have a couple other guys in new Orleans that could potentially, I mean, Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood, um, Ted Ginn is still there, which is kind of interesting in uh, Cameron Mer- Meredith. So, I mean, we can address that in a couple of weeks if it's still an issue, but I don't think it is. I don't know if you have anything to add. No, so I'm yeah. the same. Like, don't drop him in the rings at all. He's yeah, going to be no, fine. He'll, he'll be fine. Actually, I, I uh, just want to, everyone's going to talk about it. Michael Thomas is probably going to be listed as now a prima donna because he wants money. <laughs> he was one of the ones that wasn't. And yeah, now he, he was young and now he's, you know, at that age, he can do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, Zeke, uh, so as of today, he hasn't been there, and I think he's still got like... He he just missed the flight, and that's it. He was yeah, sleepy, no, he was they, tired. They, they, they <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. Well, who yeah, knows, who knows honestly, if he's just, if his uh, blimp got stuck in the air, because uh, you guys hear Antonio Brown yes, showed up came in, in a, a blimp. Came in a blimp, and it was um, Eli Rogers for Pittsburgh showed up in a eighteen wheeler truck. Like I don't know, that's a thing now that everyone's showing up. You talk about Michael Thomas wanting money. We go wide receivers coming in and trucks in an air balloon. Like are you well, kidding me? Actually, did you did you hear too? Antonio Brown got put on the non football injury list, and um, you'll see on yes. Hard Knocks. But there's a good shot that there's actually some animosity already there. I, I hope not, but I'm, I don't worry about that at all. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll, we'll address that when it becomes an issue. So, yeah. So, Zeke doesn't make it on the bus. Something else to monitor. I, I don't know what to think about this situation, but I know that he's got like three more days to report. And if he doesn't, then he forfeits like free agency or something. So August 6th. There's, there's some, he needs to come August 6th or else he has another year added to his contract. He's got two years left. He's not going to do it. He's going to report. He'll find something. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Um, and then Miami fits magic, baby. 
Fitz <laughs> we magic. Have another year of Fitz magic. Hey, I'll take it. It's it's a great storyline. Throwing yards, this. throwing picks. Let's go with it. Uh, dude. Yeah, he's in Miami. Who, who who gives a crap? They don't give a crap. They want to tank for Tua. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh they're playing fantasy down in Miami. I mean, honestly, from like a fantasy perspective, Fitzpatrick could be and who, not a starter. Who just signed there? But uh, Alan Hearns today. Oh, oh, Alan Hearns down there, so a little, yep. a little somebody he can just throw TDs and picks to. Honestly, I mean, you sure want to I talk care. about the true gunslinger and just like the swagger that dude had wearing the leather jacket with nothing underneath in that beard. I'll be happy to see it, but he'd be a cool little QB streamer. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, and then Kalen Balaj. So he starts with the first ones. team. Yeah, for for two days in a row. What is Adam Gay still the coach down there? I don't know what he's texting he's, them, you know. Yeah, he's, hey, like he's you said, I think he's not as good as Drake, but uh, they want that first pick. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but it I didn't even, th- I didn't even think of that. That makes a lot of sense. I magic and Balazs. dude. How how shitty for Josh Rosen? <laughs> like, so he's gonna get, get traded again at the end of the year. He's gonna right. He's gonna get cut. They're gonna draft Tua, and then he's not even gonna be a thing. So, all right. So that's some of the news that's going around. Uh, we have some injuries. Craig, I'm going to let you run through the injuries because you know them a bit better than I do. Uh, yeah, one thing that I did want to note, uh, not an offensive weapon, but Russell, Russell Okung is going through um, some situation medically right now. He's got some pulmonary embolism due to some blood clots. He's the left tackle out in, um, uh, I was almost going to say San Diego. Still, still, still stuck in my head, but the Chargers Rest out in, in L.A., peace. Um, so he's not going to start the year. It's, it's sad to see, but, um, it's something to note again, you know, we got Gordon issues, we got left tackle issues, who knows, you know, there's, there's a lot of guessing going on in, um, uh, LA, uh, for the chargers. Um, we saw a picture of Julian Edelman's fractured thumb at a camp that he was promoting, uh, a, uh, doctor I follow on Twitter, uh, at pro football doc, Dr. Chow, said that he actually saw that it was not a serious fracture. It's actually one of those fractures that they say that if you have, if you break your thumb, this is the one you want to have. Um, and it should be healed plenty of time before the season opener. Um, Sterling Shepard, I heard, is actually the opposite case. He has a fractured thumb. He, that happened at Thursday's practice. Um, the severity is, you know, unknown, but uh, they, they did say it actually could, it could miss some regular season time on that. Give it a week. We'll... Yeah, we'll actually know, um, but that that one I heard, it could also, um, you know, that'll stink. I mean, Sterling Shepard got hurt, and then today, um, Corey Coleman tore his ACL, so not that we were running out there for wide receivers uh, oh. for the Giants anyway. <laughs> Winner, raise the pores. Um, and then another one, I put this one in here just because I knew it would make Tom sad. Uh, Calvin Ridley hurt his hamstring on Thursday. Um, uh, you know, just a tweak, Tammy. It's just, it's not something that he tore it. He's going to miss time, but, um, it's just never a good sign. To well, start a year so, with and I'm going to add to this. They are requesting he go get an MRI, which is more concerning because you can tweak a hamstring and a doctor can tell without needing imaging done. But when you need to go get imaging done, and even if it's a precautionary measure, I'm as a dynasty owner of Calvin Ridley. I'm just a bit. I'm a bit nervous. I hope it doesn't become a thing. Like yeah. I'm not going to discredit a guy just because of a hamstring injury. But I mean, we see like what happens with Deshaun Jackson, right? He's yeah. got the groins and the hamstrings and stuff. Yeah, the, starting off the year with a hamstring injury is never a good thing. That can that can reoccur throughout the entire season. It's just a long year. Uh, it's, it's just entire it's just career. A, it's just unfortunate. <laughs> Um, another one, Julio Jones, he's had foot issues in the past. We all know it. Um, um, uh, according to Dan Quinn, he's going to show up in about two weeks. So it's really not a big deal. Yeah. And I'm going to add to that. I'm actually cooling on Julio. This is why Tyreek's my number two. Like this list, Frank foot injury is, is a big injury. I mean, if you go and look medically, people do not recover from it the same. Like Julio Jones's foot. Every time Julio Jones is hurt or has missed time, it's because of his foot. That he's starting the season off with it, it and just he's makes older. He's it older. Just, it I just, just think makes me nervous. Like that, and I'm not saying 
whatever. But if I had to choose between Tyreek and Julio, I think I. I, I mean, I have Tyreek. Julio as my four. I think five. Five. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not... starting to think if there actually is an issue with Calvin Ridley that I'm going to move Julio up past Devontae Adams in my rankings. Um, I mean, heck, he's going to go for 3,000 yards, right? I mean, that's what he's oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he better get that foot pretty clean soon. Because, I don't know. Uh, he might have been playing Madden. I mean, he probably got like a 92 rating in Madden, right? Yeah, he, he so he played every game in Madden and passed it to himself. So he got 300 yeah, yards. Yeah, 3,000 yards. Yeah, 300 yards he's each game. Week, he's so. in week eight of Madden, and he's got like he's yeah. on pace for 3,000. That's why he said yeah. that. And Calvin has like 20 in that. <laughs> He'd know he traded Calvin Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, uh, it, was the, it was the Madden curse. That's why Calvin Ridley has the hamstring injury. All right. Um, outside of that, another crazy expectation. Le'Veon Bell says he's going to get 500 touches. And uh, Adam a guy Pace, that had zero last year. but um, Yeah. Oh, is he trying to make hey, up for last year? He did the conditioning test twice, though. So he's so, ready So he saved 300 touches last year. Combine that with the, You know what? That makes sense. 500. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Also, another guy I think that might be playing Madden when it comes up with these predictions. It's got to be. It sounds like a lot of fun. These are unreal. I mean, we Adam, used to do it. Adam Gase couldn't give Kenny Drake the ball more than 10 times. Remember that time we made up a guy that was 500 pounds? Who yeah, was hey, like... Lester Smith is still burning your defense. <laughs> um, hey, uh, we would like to thank PodCoin for bringing you today's podcast. PodCoin pays you to listen to podcasts like you normally would with no extra effort. If you listen to us on PodCoin and use promo code TOPSHELF, when you sign up, you'll receive 300 bonus bod- PodCoin points. 10 minutes of listening equals one pod coin. When you accrue enough pod coins, you can cash those things out for uh, things like gift cards to outlets like Amazon and Starbucks or use their earnings to make charitable, charitable dono- donations. Pod coin, the podcast player that plays. Uh, we're going to get into bounce back players. Bounce back players is something that we've been working on uh, a lot recently. Uh, we put out the article today. Uh, you'll get to see each one of us got to choose one running back, one wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end. We wrote up a little article on how we felt about those running backs coming into this season. Um, and we're going to start it off with running backs, and I'm going to go first. I chose for my bounce back player, uh, no secret, I've already mentioned it, Devonta Freeman. Um, I see that Devonta Freeman is kind of almost forgotten about when you think of top fantasy running backs. Um, I know it's been a while, but I, I think that he's uh, going to be able to have a bounce back year. Tevin Coleman's gone. Um, they have Ito Smith behind him, which is not someone I really feel like is going to take any touches from him um, than he would normally. I think you're going to see a, a full RB1 uh, workload. Uh, four years ago, he was the RB1 Three years ago, he was RB6, and two years ago, he was RB13. That's while he was sharing time with Tevin Coleman. He still found his way as an RB1 or just one spot right outside of it. Um, the uh, Finally, the play calling of Steve Sarkeesian is gone. Uh, I hated that man. I am so happy he is gone. Uh, Dirk Hutter is back. He was with the team in 2014. Uh, Devonta Freeman saw a lot of uh, receiving work. He he led the team in running back receiving yards during the season that Cutter was there, and uh, it was Freeman's rookie year. Uh, you know he had an All Pro in front of him, Stephen Jackson, so you're, he wasn't going to take that spot. But um, actually, a lot of things that I hear on Devonta Freeman, why people have cooled off from him, and I've had deep discussions with a buddy of mine, Mango. I'm, I'm talking to you. Um, he's not injury. He's not an injury risk there, bud. He's not. He had a season last year where he had a foot injury going into the season. He overcompensated, had a knee sprain, overcompensated on that and got a groin injury. He now has had his groin surgery. He's taken his rehab and he's going to come back and he's not going to overcompensate on that leg again. And he's going to be able to come back and, and play if not the whole season, he may miss, you know, two games due to some soreness. I don't even know. I don't I don't think that, but he's not an injury prone guy. I can't tell you sit here and tell you right now that I know everything about medical, but he's not someone that has had this go over and over again in his career. Outside of this last year with the knee and groin, he missed two games out of eighty. 
not injury risk. Yeah, and I just just to jump in, I mean, there are guys that you can label as have, having some sort of an injury history or being injury prone, but when it comes to fantasy, like I have a very strong belief that if you are not currently injured, don't draft in fear, right, uh, of an injury. Because especially in the running back position, anybody can get hurt on any given day. And you mentioned him having the receiving yards. Tevin Coleman is not there anymore. It's him and Ido Smith. And we're already talking about Calvin Ridley being hurt. We're talking about Julio Jones being hurt. He's back with an offensive coordinator that will get him the ball on the ground. I think Devontae Freeman's a, a good Good uh, good bid there. So I'll jump into my uh, bounce back running back real quick. My It was originally going to be da- uh, David Johnson. Um, and I ended up going with Dalvin Cook because I, I feel Dalvin Cook is this, is treated the same way that Devontae Freeman is. Um, but I will say I think David Johnson is still going to have a great year. Top 10. How you doing? Shotgun we, we do have a shotgun bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not top 10. What's that? Not top 10. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, Yeah, so Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, and you talk about injuries, and I I think a lot of people are scared of Dalvin Cook. And before I get into it, I I also want to just kind of point out that the definition of a bounce back is... The definition of a bounce back is somebody who's done it at one point, and they fell off at one point, or something happened... And there's a lot loss of faith in that player. And that that's kind of where I'm coming in with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook got drafted in the second round. And we have our article up on TopShelfFantasy.com. So I have a lot of statistics that actually back up a lot of what I'm going to be telling you right now. But Dalvin Cook was drafted in the second round. He came in as a rookie and dominated the RB snaps up until week four when he tore his ACL. There's a medical... Um, studies that have been done that prove that when you tear your ACL and you have that surgery that your hamstring is weakened severely. This is the NFL. The NFL isn't going to wait for your hamstring to be 100%. They're going to go and put you out there. And that's really what we're seeing in 2018. So in those first four weeks of of 2017, his rookie year, he's getting 70% of the snaps. His usage is there. And he got 5.3 yards per carry. Now, what that's going to tell you is the Vikings drafted him to use him. Now, in 2018, the second they could put him on the field, they put him on the field. Okay? They were giving him 50, 40, 60% of the snap shares at the beginning of the year. And when you go and look at those snaps, you'll see that he was coming in and out of games. He ended up missing some games at the beginning of the year. And in the back half of the year, he came back in and dominated 80, 70, 50, 60% of the time. The 50 and 60% of the time you saw were earlier in the back half of the season when he was really coming back from that hamstring. So what I'm trying to tell you is the Vikings want to use Dalvin Cook. You shouldn't be afraid of it. They got rid of Latavius Murray, who was really their insurance policy to Dalvin Cook. The Vikings have faith in Dalvin Cook. They're going to use him. The utilization's there. The usage is there. Go see the article. <clears throat> you can see all the statistics. You can see all the snap percentages. Dalvin Cook is going to be used. It's now on him to make sure that he's fully healthy to go into the season. Knowing that there's medical studies that are done that that weaken the hamstring after an ACL tear... We're now two years removed from that. I mean, that hamstring should be back to what it was at Florida State. And you're going to see the speedy, aggressive Dalvin Cook that he was drafted to be. Yeah, I absolutely agree with with all that. I've read your article on Yeah, it. do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, we, uh, we we make fun. Uh, last podcast, me and me and Scotty went a little back and forth, a little, little too many yeahs, but... Uh, I read the article that Tom wrote up. There is a lot of good stats there. I do agree. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be used a lot more. The new head coach came in, uh, new, excuse me, offensive coordinator came in with the play calls, wanted to focus more on the run. I, I think it's a good good call. Yeah, I agree. I've actually moved him up in yeah? my uh, rankings. Yeah. I did say, yeah. God darn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, I do like Dalvin Cook a lot this year. I moved him up. Um over players like Mac, Fournette, like crazy. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old. Fournette. Um, so my bounce back RB is Aaron Jones. Um, he came in 
to the season last year off a two-game suspension. Uh, when he came back, he was kind of a split backfield with Jamal Williams. Um, he averaged 5.47 yards per carry. Uh, Jamal averaged 3.83. And, Actually, and just oh, real no, quick, uh, 3.83, that's, that's good in the NFL? It's not that great. Oh, and he's split time. And he's split time. Okay, yeah, okay. So. Oh, and get this stat, though. When Aaron Jones had 12 or more carries, so he barely touched the ball over 12 times a game. When he had 12 or more carries, he averaged 6.08 yards per carry. And they were still splitting time with him. McCarthy's gone. New coach there. He cut some weight this offseason. He got in better shape. He's like, you know what? I need to be smaller, faster more handsome for Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, I think he's got all the tools, great offense, great quarterback. You more handsome for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I did. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to be handsome for Aaron Rodgers. You kind of have to. Look at Jordy Nelson. Um, but he's a guy you can take. I think he's our consensus RB 16, 15, around there. I think you can take him... As an RB2, and you can easily finish as an RB1, depending how the Packers use him. We still do not know, but he has a skill, and he's in this a great spot to uh, succeed. So, Yeah, I um, I have a little bit to say on Aaron Rodgers for um, including in that is passing to the running backs. Aaron Jones will get a lot more receiving. And how he likes really handsome players. Yes, right? That's, handsome what, you, that's players. what you were going to talk about. You know, I got to... Right? I'm going to write that down. Well, the thing is, Handsome Jamal's players. not bad looking. So that's why they're splitting time all the time. Yeah, it makes sense, right? So bad players getting more uh, usage because of their look. So just note and, and, and find out the uh, attractiveness rankings of all the Packers players, and then that should be your Packers rankings for On fantasy. It. Well, it, it, you'll, you'll, you'll never make We'll have that on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a little rundown. I'll, I'll have a stat on that for you later. <laughs> All right, well, um, we'll just get right into the receivers. Um, my bounce back is Allen Robinson, and I have talked about him in the past on our wide receiver podcast. But he's a guy that had a kind of a disappointing season for where you drafted him last year. 750 yards, four touchdowns. Not that great for a guy you probably want as your WR2. He barely finishes WR3. Um, but my point is, it's his second season in the, the offense. I think he was hurt a lot last year coming off that huge injury. He wasn't all there. Once he was healthy in the playoffs, here's the stat line. 143 yards. On 10 catches and a touchdown. I know he's not going to do that every week, but he's going to show flashes this season, I think, with that second year in the offense. I know it's a very crowded um, offense there. Trey Burton, Anthony Miller, Montgomery, Davis. Cohen. Cohen, sure. Um, Taylor Gabriel. So they have a lot of players there, which is kind of scary, but I think he has a good... um, I was going to say friendship. Sure. Good friendship with uh, Mr. Biscuit. We, we, are, we are very good friends, yeah. sir. Um, so I, hey, we, don't, guy, we don't talk stats. We're talking about who's handsome and handsome, who's good with friendship. And, you know, and they, they got a secret handshake going on. So uh, it's going to be a good season. He's a guy you can draft as a WR3. Um, and he hopefully, in my mind, I think he gets 75 receptions and 1,000 yards. So uh, we'll see. I think he's a guy that... You can easily draft before Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, and even Tyler Lockett. And yeah, I will those do are, uh, those are hurtful words. I will go right now and do a shotgun bit with Craig that Robinson will finish better than Tyler Lockett. Done. Ooh, Easy. Quickest bet I'll accept. Baby. Oh, Quickest boy. bet I'll accept. I actually don't know about that. But one thing on Allen Robinson, Scotty, I know you know this. What was Allen Robinson's stat line with Blake Bortles as a quarterback? 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns. Is Mitch Trubisky a better quarterback than Blake Bortles? Get back to me on that. Yes. I think, <laughs> well, I was looking for a yes because really what it comes down to is the talent's there. He's done it with a bad quarterback. He's done it with a bad 
offense. <laughs> he got hurt. He went to a new system with a rookie quarterback, a new head coach. Like for the last couple of years, a lot of things have been down on Allen Robinson, but the talent's always been there. So I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm. It's not a knock on Allen Robinson. I do like Allen Robinson. We do have him high. I have him high. Um, I just am a big believer in Tyler Lockett. That's why I'll take it. <clears throat> I'll, I'll move on to uh, my wide receiver in a second. Uh, I want to give a shout out to CMP Products for introducing us to silicone koozies. Uh, these are coolers for your can. Uh, these koozies are designed with 100% food grade silicone to keep your beverage cold with diamond cut grips. They come in all colors and stylish comedic phrases like I make poor decisions and I love to wrap both my hands around it and swallow. <laughs> These can coolers are not only great as icebreakers, they are com- completely portable as they fold up and fit right in your pocket. Found only on Amazon, these can coolers are $14.90 for one and $26.90 for two. You can also check out more of CNP products linked at the bottom of our website at topshelffantasy.com. Uh, my bounce back wide receiver is Marvin Jones, um, ranked this year at wide receiver 34. Um, I feel that it's, it's a little low. I feel like he, you know, is coming off of an injury, but at the same time, um, he, he could actually show up a lot more than what a lot of people are thinking. Um, I see that with his fourth season coming into Detroit, um, he's going to be, in my opinion, Matt Stafford's, uh, you know, target monster. I know a lot of people like Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is going to get more flashy stuff. He's going to get more uh, air yards. But Marvin Jones is going to be someone that he looks at often. Uh, he's going to feel comfortable throwing to him. He's one of those guys that you see Matt Stafford going to um, close to the third down area or trying to get trying to get first downs. He, he's definitely someone he looks at in the red zone. Um, we've calculated some numbers that show the yards for the team, including touchdowns, what they call a, um, a target and um, do- to call the dominating offensive touches stat. Uh, he's high in the top 15 in 2017 and top 25 of the league in 2018. Uh, those he, What that says is he is looked at in their offense as a very um, highly used, schemed for type of player. Um, Golden Tate had left last year, and Jones got to pick up some of that for two games. He didn't get a whole season with Tate gone, and uh, he's going to be able to get some of those targets and, and do a lot more with it. Uh, I'm predicting somewhere around 70 touchdowns, thousand yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, that's good for wide receiver too. Yeah. I think Marvin Jones is going to be an interesting case because he kind of had an up and down year. And I mean, we, the one thing I'm not a big man Stafford fan. I mean, just admittedly. Um, but the one thing that he does good is just throw the ball really far. And like Marvin Jones for the, for a while has been that guy that's going to go catch that 80 yard touchdown. So, I mean, he's got it. He's got his boy back. Um, my, my bounce back at wide receiver is Deshaun Jackson. Um, yeah. So, so Deshaun Jackson returning home over at Philadelphia and, uh, he's reunited with also my bounce back quarterback and Carson Wentz. So, I'm really thinking big uh, year for both Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was extremely fantasy relevant with Fitzmagic on the field and him throwing the ball down the field. I mean, we were looking at, and again, like I very much encourage you to go out to the website because I have all sorts of statistics on them. I'm going to pull it up real quick for you. Just, uh, to read it off. So Deshaun Jackson last year, um, in the first seven games when uh, Fitzpatrick started in 2018, he posted a line of 591 receiving yards on 27 catches and four TDs. He was getting hit very, very far down the field. He His on-pace average with Fitzpatrick was uh, 1,300 yards, 62 catches, which is just ridiculous 22 yards after the catch and nine TDs. That in in a half point scoring system is two hundred two hundred thirteen 
0.5 fantasy points, and it would put him uh, in between Stephon Diggs and Keenan Allen. The reason that I bring that up is, and I'm going to gel a bit with my uh, bounce back quarterback here a bit with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz in 2018, when he was early consideration of having the MVP award, he was um, throwing an average intended air yard of 9.9 yards. And in 2000, uh, that was in 2017. In 2018, it was 7.8. He didn't have a vertical threat. He was trying to push the ball down the field in 2018 without a vertical threat. Um, well, they had Torrey Smith on the team at that point, And I know they were running, um, oh, Matt Collins a bit downfield. So he was forcing the ball downfield to these guys. In 2018, when he didn't have that, he had to shorten up those throws back down to 7.8. What does what does Deshaun Jackson do very well? Very far down the field. We saw him do it with Fitzmatrick. There's no reason why he can't do it with Carson Wentz. And I think those two are going to complement each other very well. I'm not telling you to go and draft Deshaun Jackson before the fifth round. I mean, he's a guy that you're going to wait for later. He's probably going to be missing games. I mean, he's older. He's entering. I think he's about to turn 33. He is, he's a burner, and that the, the issue with burners is the groins and the hamstrings. You're running downfield like that, and you, you start kind of start pulling stuff. So Deshaun Jackson may miss a couple handful of games, but if you can get him in a wider wide receiver three flex position, you know, I think that's, that's great value there. As far as Carson Wentz goes, I very much think he's going to be a, a top 10 quarterback. I think Deshaun Jackson only helps him out. He doesn't have to worry about Nick Foles anymore. And really, my my biggest thing with Carson Wentz, after you look at all the numbers, go onto the website, read the read the article. But the Eagles signed him to a four year, one hundred and twenty eight million dollar uh, extension. So that extension actually has a max value of one hundred and forty four million dollars through incentives and guarantees. The Eagles believe in Carson Wentz. They never believed in in Nick Foles. That's why Nick Foles is down in the Jags now. Uh, Carson Wentz. You know, he's got Alshon Jeffrey. They added Miles Sanders. They got Jordan Howard. They add Deshaun Jackson. They have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who might be my rookie dart throw of the year. I'm not sure yet. We'll we'll figure it out. But um, And he's got Zach Ertz. So this offense becomes extremely powerful. And when you kind of look at what that, um, what that division looks like, the Giants are a mess. The Redskins are a mess. The Cowboys are a mess. And they're just going to beat up on each other. Right. I mean, so it, it's going to I, I really can see Carson Wentz coming in the in in a top 10 and he's being drafted probably top 15 QB. Yeah. So uh, Deshaun's a guy you can probably take. I don't know what round 10, I guess. Very late. I mean, in some Very ways, so, he's probably going undrafted. To be yeah. Completely um, if you're going to wait for WR3, uh, get Deshaun there. I mean. He's going to have those games where he's complete duds, but he has that those games where he can just go off for three catches for like 120 yards and two touchdowns. Like we saw week one last year with uh, Magic, Right. So um, my um, bounce back QB is Jamison. Wow. Let's start again. Jameis Winston. So last year he was benched, what, two or three times? So he was suspended yeah. <laughs> for first couple games. Fist Magic was the uh, was just the greatest player in all of fantasy football. Who is Pat Mahomes? No one knows. Fist Magic all day. Let's go. I can't wait till we talk about Fist Magic <laughs> all the time in the Dolphins. It, it, I'm sorry to cut week, you off, Scotty. I just like I week love, one through I love four. This. Week one through four is just going to be praising Fitz Magic's <laughs> press conference. After and he's going to get Ben for he averaged like <laughs> thirty points a game in four weeks, and then or three weeks, and then week four, like oh no, he he kind of sucks. So let's put Winston in. Winston kind of sucked week seven. You know, let's put. Fitzpatrick and oh, Fitzpatrick kind of suck week 10. Let's put like they had no structure there, he had no time to get comfortable with the system. All right, now it's a brand new system. So he has one of the best duo receivers, I think, in Godwin and Evans. And OJ Howard, if he stays healthy, he's a top four tight end, maybe top three. I think he can surpass um, Zach Ertz this year as a tight end. That's a hot take. 
sizzling. No more shotgun bets tonight. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Scotty's already drank enough. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, but um, after week 11, he started again after week 11, and that was it. No more benching again. After week 11, he finished QB9 to finish the season. With a new head coach, new offense, and there's really no running back there to, like, you know, they're not going to hand the ball to Peyton Barber 20 times a game. They're not going to use their RBs that much. They're going to be passing a lot more. And that's why I think he's my QB 10, I think. I'm not sure what our consensus is, but um, he's a guy you can take in a 1QB league pretty late, maybe around 10, around 11. And um, as your QB 1 for the entire year, I think you're feeling great yeah i love that consensus uh, bruce, was uh 13 I, I love that bruce arians is yeah. the is the yeah that's definitely a huge takeaway oh, that's, that's, that's the biggest did thing you hear bruce arians also said chris godman is not coming off the field this year i hope he's wrong because i have him he'll get hurt if he doesn't come <laughs> to the field but look at mccaffrey so i don't, I don't know yeah well i mean we'll see um, so mine, when you see the article, when you listen to the podcast, you're going to call me a fraud. Um, I, I, this is more of an ADP steal kind of bounce back for a player who, yes, got hurt two years ago and had crap for wide receivers last year. Aaron Jones is my bounce back, but it's more in ADP and fantasy draft purposes. Aaron Rodgers. Um, what did I say? Aaron Rodgers. You said Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers. Well, well Aaron it's, Jones is part of it. It's the looks. It's the looks. Right. It's I, get the it. looks. I get it. I get it. Aaron Rodgers right. is coming back because he had um, LASIK eye surgery. So now he can see how handsome his players are this you year. You know, we're, we're getting on to something. I yeah, really think exactly. there should be an article on Ben Handsome. Um, but anyway, the point is this. Uh, in 2011... He finished with just under 400 fantasy points. Not sure what Pat Mahomes got this past season, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers was close in 2011. Far away, I get it. 2016, 380. He's being drafted right now, Aaron Rodgers, in the fourth round, and he was one of the quarterbacks for years. It was the only quarterback that you see that was going to be drafted in the top two rounds. The only one that you could possibly say to yourself, I'm all right with it. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I want a good quarterback on my team. Some stupid kid one year took him number one. I'm not going to be crazy and say that. I'm not a big proponent on drafting quarterback early. But if you were going to do it for a while, it was Aaron Rodgers. Now he finally has a wide receiver core that has sat on his team and learned everything with Aaron Rodgers with a pace. Aaron Rodgers absolutely 100% is in love with Geronimo Allison. MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling is someone who's come along and has definitely impressed Aaron Rodgers as far as deep stuff over uh you know 20 yard, you know 15 yard routes. There's definitely some scheming. Aaron Rodgers is one of the you know offensive coordinators on the field. He'll be able to figure out what he wants to do with Allison and MVS. This is outside the fact that Devonta Adams is everyone's either number two or number three receiver in all of fantasy this year. I think Devonta Adams is going to have a great year and because he's one of the best receivers in the league. He's got one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league throwing to him. And finally, we get to the fact that now we have Matt LaFleur play calling as the head coach, someone who actually fits exactly what Rodgers has loved. He likes to spread the ball around and he likes to throw it in the backfield when he needs to and create schemes for the backfield passes. I'm not going to be able to give you stats, but I can tell you right now that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get over what he did last year in 25 touchdowns and get somewhere around that 40 to 50 range this year. He's got confidence in his wide receivers. He has a head coach that does what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. I think they're going to be able to uh, communicate pretty well together and design plays for all the wide receivers he likes outside of Devonta Adams. And, you know, he'll throw to his handsome back, Aaron Jones, and and, and there's going to be a, a lot more of a, a big jump. This will be the big best bang for your buck for Aaron Rodgers you've ever seen. There's a, there's a lot of handsome talk, and nobody's talked about Jimmy Handsome. 
Jimmy Gramsum? Well, no, 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 we can no, talk no, about no, Jimmy no. Gramsum soon. No, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy oh, Hanson, G- Jimmy, Jimmy G, Jimmy, Jimmy Hanson. Hey, Jimmy yeah, G. I mean, he was, he was not going to be a bounce back. He was Come a can- he was a candidate, but what is he bouncing back to? He's played like ten uh, games. You know, San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, getting into tight ends, uh, mine is Greg Olson. Uh, old man Olson is one of my favorite players in the NFL today. Um, he's a staple tight end that I've seen over and over There's again. I've drafted. There's a lot of players in the NFL, just FYI. Yeah, but he's one of my favorites. I love Greg Olson. He's one of the toughest SOBs out there. Outside of the foot injury, he's he's never missed another game. Well, and I so I just want to jump in. So this is this is where we go back to the list, Frank. He had a list, Frank foot injury, and so did Julio. And you can see how that injury impacts you at the Yeah, but there were positions. also years that Julio has not gotten hurt from the foot. Right. Right. No, and that's fair. That's so, fair. No, that so is absolutely fair. It, you know, it's I know the, the, the history. I get it. With the Liz Frank injury, it can it can flare up and yeah, he's older, he's a bigger tight end. Say what you will about it. There's no more red zone, you know, target. In, oh, I'm taking in Greg Carolina. Olson over Ian Thomas. I'll tell oh, you that much. Well, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's no red zone target in Carolina. It is Greg Olson. He may not get you the crazy 80 receptions he has in the past or the 1,000 receiving yards, but he's smart. He's big. He's tough. If that foot holds up, I'm telling you right now, he's going to get touchdowns. This is what's his bread and butter, and any other tight end in the the freaking landscape out there is awful. Any other tight end, you're guessing on touchdowns, um, but I think that you're going to get more and more consistent touchdown numbers from Olsen this year than all the other back half outside that top big three. So that's why I like Greg Olsen. I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to get you know maybe around 700 yards, not 1,000. Um, but I'm thinking eight touchdowns. I think he's going to get uh, a- enough for you to have a solid tight end, uh, you know, year for you. And he's going in the 11th round. That might be the biggest steal. Well, and that's that's I think the biggest thing with Greg Olson is you can get him late, and if you can get eight touchdowns from him, that's better than any other tight end you're getting in the 11th round. Cam Newton likes him. Whatever, it's cool. Uh, Jimmy Graham, very handsome Jimmy Graham. Um, I think he's going to bounce back. This is this is hilarious. We're looking at all three of our tight end uh, bounce backs, and the average age is about thirty five years old. So. Guess who mine is? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe spoiler alert. Sorry, um, but no, I think Jimmy Graham is going to have, eh, you know, a, a better season than he did last year. Um, you have new new head coach coming in, uh, uh, Matt Lafleur. I struggle to see how Jimmy Graham doesn't end up, and these are very very low floor numbers, and he's being drafted in the very very late rounds. I don't see how he doesn't end up with five hundred yards and five TDs. That would be lower than the last two seasons. So when he was in his last season in Seattle, he had about 900 yards. His season last year, he had about 700 yards. 500 yards, five TDs. That's better than most tight ends. Jimmy Graham is 32 years old. He he hasn't lost a step. I mean, he hasn't shown us that he hasn't lost a step. He was in a, a very bad offense last year. In his last year in Seattle, he succeeded with the 900 yards in the in the nine TDs. So Jimmy Graham, just a guy to keep a note on. Yeah, so I agree. <laughs> um, he's a guy that I think I've seen go in the last round of almost every draft I've been in, and as well as Greg Olson. Um, these guys can not tight in one numbers, but if you want to save your tight ends for the last round, you get these guys. Along with the guy that I'm talking about right now is Delaney Walker. He was out the entire season last year after game one. So he's coming out off a pretty bad injury. And what are you guys doing over there? Oh, no, we're talking about Delaney Walker. I'll tell you right now, Matt (laughs) LaFleur isn't there. And I I, I like what uh, Delaney Walker brings. So last year, Mariota kind of struggled because he didn't have his little blankie. You know, Delaney Walkie. He's did <laughs> <laughs> Delaney Walkie. 
And um, so he was Delaney a walkie. Walkie. <laughs> Delaney Blanky. Mr. Walkie. Oh, I can't Blanky wait. Blanky Walkie. So, 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 all right, all right, all right, come on, shut up. So, he was out, what, first quarter, game one, so everyone's like, oh, John U. Smith, baby, it's his time. He sucked. He is not that great of a tight end. I, he, he's got the skill, but if you just cannot have a connection with your quarterback, then you're not going to be good. So, no one on the Titans last year at tight end was... Were, was any good so you don't have to worry about him all right him coming back you know he he's gonna compete he's not gonna compete he's the starting tight end for the titans mariota needs him you know blanky and he's always walkie oh man we need to cut (laughs) he's he's not going to finish you know a top five like he's been in in the past couple years but like our old guys here, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham. This is a guy you can take really late in the rounds and be, you know, hey, I'm fine. You know, I I stocked up on RBs, wide receivers, bench players. Take your last tight end. One of these guys, they're going to finish possibly top ten, which isn't saying much because because right. top the tenth tight end last year was Vance McDonald, who's good, but point wise, not that great. Right. And so just to jump in on this, and again, like these might not be the hottest of takes. We're talking about very old guys, but these are guys that are likely going to beat out the Austin Hoopers that are getting drafted earlier, the uh, Trey Burtons that are getting drafted earlier. These guys have proven Matt Andrews. Right. I mean, the the hot new guy, TJ Hawkinson's getting drafted earlier. They've done it before. And all you want from a tight end is touchdowns. Yeah, that's in the, what you in the, that's in a quarterback that needs him as a blanket. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, like those tight ends, glory days. It's good, nice old, and all, glory days. A good old thirty. And listen, these are bounce back. These aren't guarantees. So yeah, <laughs> so if they don't hit, do not blame us. Do not blame us. They're candidates. I I will tell you right now, I'm not hanging my hat on Jimmy Graham. But if there's any guy to do it, I mean these are the these are the old tight ends that nobody's thinking about that that could be up in the top ten. I agree. So um, that's going to do it for our podcasts. We are uh, Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Twitter at Top Shelf Fantasy F N T S Y, and visit our site Top Fantasy dot com. Take it easy. Oh,